0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in Clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com/tos for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to the One of E Mineralist show with Deanna Yates, episode number 61. On today's show, we're exploring the top tips for how to find time to declutter when you are a busy family. Not having enough time is the number one thing I hear my listeners complain about, so today we're exploring 13 ways you can carve out time to get your home and the stuff in it under control. If you never have enough time and your to-do list is a mile long, then listen up because today's show is for you. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates and I am the creator of LittleGreenbow.com and the host of this podcast, The Wannabe Minimalist Show. If you're new to the show, then welcome. I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. My mission in life, whether it is through this podcast, my website, the free things that I give away, or my courses, is to show you what it means to live like a minimalist. My passion is to help you keep the items that mean the most to you and to be able to let go of the things that have been holding you back from living that life you truly want to be living. That's why today I want to talk to you about our most precious asset. And it's important to everyone, no matter where you are from, or how much money you have, or how big your family is, or what you want out of life. So what is this amazing thing? It's time. We never seem to have enough of it, and we can't stockpile it. The only thing we can do is make the most of it. Today's episode is looking at 13 tips, ideas, hacks, and techniques to find more time in our super busy lives and schedules so that you can declutter and get your home in order. And I promise that once your home has less stuff in it and you have the space to breathe, you will have more time. It's almost like magic. But as with anything, it requires that we put in some effort. Are you game? I hope so because it is so worth it. Before we get started, though, I do want to remind you that you can find all of the show notes for today and links to anything that I mention at littlegreenbow.com forward slash sixty one. Again, that's littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number sixty one. There you will also find my latest free resource, the Tidy Home and Vibrant Life Starter Guide. This simple but incredibly helpful guide will show you four easy steps you can take to create a home and a life where you and your family thrive. It's completely free and my way of helping you on your journey to creating more meaning in your life without suffocating under your stuff. And with that, let's dive into the top 13 ways busy families find time to declutter and organize. Tip number one is to commit to decluttering. This may not be the first piece of advice that you want to hear, but if you really want to get your home under control, you need to make it a priority and commit to decluttering. When our goals are crystal clear and we want something more than anything, it's amazing how we can make it happen. I'll give you an example that might hit home for some of you. It's about losing weight before getting married. How many brides try to get in shape before their wedding? I don't have an exact statistic, but I'm going to say it's a vast majority. And I'm no different. I was one of those brides-to-be who went on a diet, worked out every day, and had a goal weight of where I wanted to be. Now, I'm happy to say that I succeeded. In fact, I had to have my wedding dress taken in a second time because once my body started burning off extra calories, it just kept going. Of course, I worked really hard to get the results I wanted, but I had a clear vision of what I wanted and was willing to do what I needed in order to reach my goal. That made it easier to wake up in the morning and work out, or to say no to that extra snack or the dessert that was offered throughout the day. Decluttering is very similar. Once you get started and you build up a little momentum, it's much, much easier to keep going and see the results coming at you faster and faster. It's like a tipping point, but it all starts with making that commitment and sticking to it. Tip number two is to tap into your goals. The second way busy families find time to declutter is by tapping into their goals. Now, these goals are less about just having a clean house and more about having a clean home so that you can invite your friends over without embarrassment. Or maybe it's having a clean home so that you can get completely absorbed in playing with your kids. Or maybe it's about having a space that you can run around and have open areas for imaginative play. Try to get really specific about why you want to declutter, and it will make it much easier to find the time to make it happen, as well as implement the other tips we're going to discuss today. And just like in my example of losing weight before a wedding, having a goal in a deadline made it easier to do that hard work. Honestly, it didn't feel as hard either because I had something I was working toward. So my question to you is, what is your so-that-you-can goal for your home? Tip number three is habit stacking, and I want you to habit stack your decluttering. So habit stacking is the idea that you attach a new desired behavior to a current habit that you already have. For instance, let's say you like to have dessert before dinner while watching a TV show. And yes, I am describing my own home here. So the trick is that we're going to add something on and stack it to the habit we already have of watching TV and enjoying our dessert, which means that before we even get to take a bite of that dessert, you and your family spend 10 minutes cleaning up the house. Then you get to enjoy the rest of your night guilt-free and wake up to a cleaner home. It's a win-win. I learned about habit stacking from the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and I'll link it in the show notes so that you can check it out if you're curious. But the reason this works is because there is a smaller hurdle for you to get over to add that new habit to your life. So in the example we just talked about, you already enjoy dessert and watching a TV show. So those are your rewards. By adding the tidying up to the process, your brain will start to associate that new habit with the established reward and the new behavior will become almost automatic. So this is one of my favorite ways to declutter as a busy mom without making the process unnecessarily complicated. You just add little tweaks to the things you are already doing. And it's amazing how well this works. Tip number four is to swap mindless scrolling for decluttering. So this one works really well for me as well. Since I have a tendency to get fully absorbed in my phone, every few months I practically remove all of the apps that cause me to be distracted. But if that's too much for you, one tip I read recently was to change the image on your phone, either your home screen or your lock screen, to the word declutter. Or maybe you would use your overall goal that we talked about in the earlier tip. Or maybe you would use a picture of your dream home when it's all neat and tidy. That way, when you go to pick up your phone, the first thing you are reminded of is your goal of a tidy, decluttered home. And that split second reminder can be enough to get you to put your phone down and work on your goal of decluttering. I actually created a series of phone lock screen wallpapers and you can receive them from me via email when you sign up for the free Vibrant Home and Life Starter Guide or they're also included in the Home Systems Power Pack. So I'll, of course, leave links to both of those and you can find them in the show notes if you are interested in checking them out. Tip number five is to make a short term sacrifice. Time is the biggest obstacle for most busy moms and dads when it comes to decluttering their home. There is so much to do in any given day that sometimes it's all you can do to get the family fed for the day. I get that. I really do. But I also want to remind you that nothing in life is free and that everything worth it takes some investment, either in time or in money. So you could pay someone to come organize for you, but sadly your home would become messy again because you would not have dealt with the real issue of having things that you don't really need. Or you could make a short-term sacrifice and make more time for decluttering. The easiest way to get more time is to wake up early or stay up later to get the decluttering done. Now, it is not a perfect solution because I am a huge advocate for getting enough sleep every night, but it is worth dealing with a little less sleep for a week or two if you spend that time singularly focused on decluttering. I am more of a morning person myself, so waking up a bit earlier to a fresh pot of coffee and getting started before anyone else is up in my house, that works for me. But if the idea of waking up early makes you groan, well, try staying up a little bit later. But the trick is I want you to make sure that you set a timer and that you stop at a reasonable time so that you do get to bed, you know, within a good time frame, and you're not up half the night. So I recommend just setting a 30-minute to a one-hour timer and working in these time sprints for decluttering. If cutting back on sleep is not an option, for instance, you have young children and their sleep schedules are not consistent yet, maybe your short-term sacrifice could be giving up a night out with your friends. Or you could cut back on one errands day. Or you could swap out a day at the gym for a day of decluttering. The point is that these swaps are not forever. This is a temporary state so you can get the things in your home under control and get yourself and your family back in control. Plus, once the stuff is under control, you will have more time and not feel as busy as you did before all of that decluttering. Tip number six is to use nap time to the fullest. So if you have younger children, use nap time to the fullest and declutter when your children are asleep. I know there are other things to do when your children are napping, recharging, house cleaning, working, you name it, I did it. But just like item number five points out, this is a temporary thing. If your child still takes two naps, use one to declutter and the other to do your regular tasks. If your child has transitioned to one longer nap, use part of it to declutter and the other part to complete the stuff you normally do. I would encourage you to do the decluttering first and the regular tasks second. If you do them in the other order, decluttering will seldom get done. When decluttering this way, I would encourage you not to put things in piles because should your little ones wake up early, you could have a big mess on your hands. Instead, go around your home and find items to discard because they're worn out. Put these items in a garbage bag and then get them out. Then look for items to donate. Put these in a bag or a box, and when it's full, pop it in the trunk of your car. On your next outing, make a stop at the donation center. This is a great way to be able to declutter without making a bigger mess, and it is one of the tips that I talk about in my Vibrant Home Academy, and we go really deep dive into that so that we can make sure that we're tackling our home in an organized fashion, um, just in a way that makes sense, because you don't want your little ones to wake up and have just a huge mess in your house. That just creates way more stress. Tip number seven is to create a family experience. On the flip side, if you have school-aged children or older, go ahead and turn decluttering into a family game. Trust me, we can do this. My daughter loves to play games, and so this worked well for us, and it's just a fun way to put a twist on something that is normally seen as a chore, boring, daunting, overwhelming, you know, all those things. (laughs) The trick is to choose a prize that will motivate your family here's how it works. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair— because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy. But it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. When you say go, the members of your family, you included, race to see who can find a set number of things to declutter first. I recommend 10 to 20 items because that amount really shouldn't take you more than 15 to 30 minutes, and it clears a good number of items from your home quickly. Anything in your home is fair game, as long as you are not decluttering another person's belongings. This is not the time to try and get rid of your husband's golf clubs he never uses or the stick collection that your daughter keeps adding to. Whoever declutters the set number of items first wins. We like to use gifts like the winner gets to choose the movie or the place for dinner that week. If your family needs more motivation, maybe you can have a bigger prize for when each person declutters 100 things, like you'll go to the local water park or something like that. This makes it much more fun than just saying you have to declutter your stuff, And the trick is if you do this regularly, it will make a big impact pretty quickly because those numbers add up fast. When you're not doing it all on your own and you're getting out multiples of things at one go, it really can make a big difference very quickly. Tip number eight is to find 15 minutes a day. When most of us think of decluttering, we imagine the big sorting of all of our stuff into piles to keep, donate, and discard. Or you imagine the process on the Marie Kondo show on Netflix where you pull everything out by a category and deal with it all in one go. But I have some good news, amazing even. You don't have to do it all at once and you don't have to make a bigger mess by sorting through all of your stuff in one go. It is amazing how much you can accomplish in short sprints when you set your mind to something. All you need are 15 minutes without distractions, and you can make a huge impact. Don't even have 15 minutes? Start with 5 or 10. You can still accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. So set the timer on your phone, put aside any excuses, and declutter your home. And just like I pointed out with tip number six, put those items in that garbage bag or the box as you find them and get them out of your home at the end of your 15-minute decluttering session. So either put them on your curb with a free sign if you can or pop them in the trunk of your car and the next time you're out, make a stop at the donation center. Easy peasy, does not add much to your day, but does make a big difference in your home. Tip number nine is to delegate some tasks. Since time is one of your most precious assets, one of the best ways that you can find more of it is to pass off tasks to others that they can take care of without your involvement. So as you look at your schedule and the things that you have to do in any given week, ask yourself, what can I take off my plate so that I have more time to declutter? Is there someone in your family that can help with dinner prep? Maybe regular weekly cleaning tasks or looking after the young children? If so, take advantage of their help and a subsequent freed-up time to purge the stuff in your home. If everyone in your home is too busy or cannot help, how else can you free up some time with delegation? Can you hire someone to clean your home a couple times a month? Can you hire a babysitter for a few hours a week? Can you use a grocery delivery service? I'll admit that when I switched to online grocery ordering, there was a learning curve to set this up. But after my initial order... The shopping experience got much easier and it did actually save me time. But even better was that the ordering groceries online cut down on my impulse buys, which meant that there was less stuff coming into my home and we were saving money. So even things that aren't necessarily giving them to someone else, is there a better way that you can do them or utilize technology to make some of these tasks easier? Tip number 10 is to take some shortcuts. I have a secret I want to let you in on. The perfect work-life balance? It's not really possible. When we concentrate in one area, another area suffers a bit. It's kind of like multitasking. We all think we're great at it, but the science and proof say otherwise. However, that does not mean that we can't strive to be good in all the areas of our life that we want to, But if decluttering is really a priority for you right now, then it is time to cut yourself some slack and take a few shortcuts in other areas of your life temporarily. This can mean ordering takeout instead of cooking at home, letting your kids watch an extra episode of a TV show, not watching a movie with your spouse in the evening, letting the house get eh, a little dirtier than normal. All of these things are temporary ways to get back some precious time to declutter so that you can rebalance things in the very near future. The great thing is that as you declutter more, you will have more time for the important people and those activities that you do in your life now that you feel so stressed about because you are time crunched. You're going to free up time when you're not so stressed about all the stuff in your home weighing on you on a regular basis. And tip number 11 is to replace a hobby temporarily. I talked about hobbies on a recent episode of the podcast and I'll make sure I link to it, but I really talked about how the trend has been moving toward turning hobbies into side hustles. I think that is a slippery slope as hobbies are a way for us to relax, enjoy a creative outlet and learn something new. Hobbies as a fun outlet are very important in our lives. However, if you are trying to declutter, perhaps you could make the process of decluttering and working toward minimalism as your hobby. I'm not advocating that you give up your other hobbies for good, especially if they add value to your life. It's just a temporary pause while you get your home in order. Then once you feel your home is in a better state and you feel that room to breathe, you can take up painting, sewing, reading, gardening, biking, hiking, stand-up paddleboarding, baking, woodworking or whatever other hobby you enjoy doing. And with the other parts of your life under control, you will have more space to embrace your hobby fully. Tip number 12 is to take a staycation. Many of us thought that if we had more time at home, then we'd be able to get our homes decluttered and organized. Well, the pandemic hit, and a lot of people realized that wasn't the problem. Look, if that sounds familiar, don't be too hard on yourself. In that vision of having time at home, I bet you didn't account for the stress of a new disease rearing its ugly head, having your kids underfoot 24-7, becoming a full-time work-from-home and homeschooling family, and the closure of so many things outside of the home all at once. But you were right about one thing. Decluttering and organizing your home requires time at home. So if you are really serious about getting this done, then use some time this summer to take a staycation. Plan some fun activities for the kids to do at home that don't require a lot of your supervision. Plan a movie day or hire a sitter. Then crank up the summer jams, fix yourself a blended beverage. You can figure out if you can handle decluttering and adult beverages at the same time. And then get to work. It is not a glamorous vacation, but it is one that will pay dividends for years and years to come. And the final tip, number 13, is to send the kids away. So this is the final tip I want to leave you with today for how busy families find time to declutter, and it's to do it without the kids. I love having my daughter around, and she is actually pretty amazing at decluttering. In fact, she was the inspiration behind the Snowball or Avalanche decluttering challenge I hosted in June. But she's eight, and we've been working on decluttering for a pretty long time, so it's not like we just woke up and she was ready to let go of her toys. The truth is that when she was younger, decluttering was pretty hard when she was around. She'd dig into the piles or suddenly fall back in love with a treasure that had been hidden away, and it just felt like it would take forever to get through even the smallest drawers. It's much easier to declutter when I'm on my own, in my own thoughts, and I don't have to worry about what other people are doing or if they're hungry. The best thing for me was to declutter when she wasn't around. Now, I do want to point out, though, that I do not recommend decluttering other people's things. This includes even the littlest of people. So if your child is over the age of three, I'd give them a say in what you declutter out of their things. But I've talked about that and I will link to decluttering with children and without meltdowns. That was a podcast episode I did a long time ago. So I'll make sure I link to that as well. So if that's something you are are interested in, please check out those show notes. But at the time of this recording, it's the middle of summer and camps are in full swing. So check with your local rec center or school to see if there are any day camp options available. If camps aren't an option, consider sending them to the grandparents or the aunt's and uncle's house for a few days if possible. That way you can work in longer time periods and get out all the things without worrying about little hands digging in too. I realize that this is not possible for everyone, so if this isn't feasible for you, see if you have a friend that you can partner with and swap babysitting days. Offer to watch her kids for a couple hours, one or two days a week, and then swap and have her take your children for a few hours, one or two days a week. And if neither of these are an option, ask your partner if they'll take the kids out for an evening once a week or on a Saturday morning so that you can concentrate on your home. And those are the 13 tips, hacks, and ideas for carving out time in your already busy schedule to declutter the stuff you no longer need and move toward the life you want to be living. You may have noticed a trend with these tips. They are small swaps, adjustments, and little steps. There's no big gestures to turn your home upside down in a weekend. That's possible, but not realistic for most families. These 13 ideas are small but mighty, and most of them are temporary. This way, you can make the adjustments, focus on how you want your home to feel, and do it in an authentic way so that it sticks. Because just getting the stuff out of your home, well, that's half the battle. The other half is making your home work for you and your family so you never go back to the mess again. Start here. Work through these 13 strategies and you'll find more time to declutter than you thought possible. To recap, the 13 tips for how busy families find time to declutter are 1. Commit to decluttering 2. Tap into your goals 3. Habit stack decluttering Four, swap mindless scrolling for decluttering. Five, make a short-term sacrifice. Six, use nap time to the fullest. Seven, create a family experience. Eight, find 15 minutes a day. Nine, delegate some tasks. 10, take some shortcuts. 11, replace a hobby temporarily. 12, take a staycation. And 13, send the kids away. I hope you liked today's episode, and if you'd like to continue the conversation, I invite you to come on over and share in the Wannabe Minimalist community on Facebook. The group is completely free, and the conversations over there are really good. I'd love to hear if today's episode and these 13 tips, hacks, and ideas for getting more time to declutter as a busy family inspired you. Come over and tell me about it in the Wannabe Minimalist community, and let me know which one you're going to start with. I'm excited to hear from you and offer encouragement on your journey toward less stuff, more happiness, and a vibrant life that you and your family deserve. I hope that the information I provide is helpful and inspiring. If you have anything you want me to discuss, cover, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how else I can serve you and the topics that you find the most helpful. Feel free to tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm little.green.bo on the platform. Please don't forget those dots. Or you can email me at deanna at littlegreenbow.com. Cheers, and I'll see you in two weeks.
1: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why?